Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I think we should do a topic that nobody has done before on sports radio. Are you ready okay. for this, Brady? Yeah, let's do it. Are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? <laughs> I am so sick of that crap, man. Come on. Let's let's start churning out some some oldies. If we're gonna do that, like let's let's go into the Mount Rushmore conversation. Let's start making lists. Uh, greatest two guards of all time. Come on, man, with that tired crap. They're not better without Kevin Durant. Enough is enough, but they will be without Kevin Durant, as it was named made official. Kevin Durant will not be available for game one of the NBA finals uh coming up Thursday in Toronto. Not even traveling for the team, so most likely not even available for game two so now we've got the kevin durant saga and storyline in his absence going into the nba finals for at least a game uh, according to head coach steve kerr so why do we complicate these sorts of discussions anyway? <laughs> I don't like, know, man. Let's just for a second. Like we're all using the stat of what they've won. They've only lost one game this season when Curry's played and Durant hasn't. Isn't that the stat's been thrown around? It's like they're like thirty-two and one. Yeah, it's an incredible like record. I get it. Yeah, no, it's great, great. Um, so I understand it from that standpoint. Let's look at it though from like the opponent's standpoint. Who do you think is easier to prepare for? Do you think a Warriors team without Kevin Durant is is scaring teams as much as a Warriors team with Kevin Durant? I mean, isn't that the whole narrative? Once once Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors, were people in up in arms who are fans of the NBA or around the NBA saying this shouldn't be able to happen? They're they're too good. They're too powerful now. I mean, so if that's the argument, then what's changed now? Right. 
How has that changed now? Just because you've got a small sample size, and now all of a sudden you think they're better without him? Which we're going to get the chance probably to see after the season because he's probably going to leave in free agency. But that's that's for another time, another place. I, I just I don't get how all of a sudden that narrative has flipped just because you have a small sample size. Ask the opponents. Ask the opponents if they're not happy that Kevin Durant's not playing in game one or game two. It's you know a lot of this just goes back to bitterness. People are just never going to forgive him for making the decision that he made. LeBron dealt with this. You're in South Florida. LeBron dealt with this crap going to the Heat after he left. People were no matter what he does for the rest of his career, there's still some people who will never forgive him for the way that he and and you being a Cleveland guy, you know how Cleveland felt after he left. People will just never forgive him. Now going back to Cleveland, winning that title kind of absolves him from a lot of that stuff and a lot of the crap he's going to have to hear from people. But Kevin Durant. Durant's going to get heat for the rest of his career, and this conversation is going to continue. I actually think him not playing in the series is probably better and makes the series more interesting. I really, because with, with Kevin Durant, I don't think Toronto has a shot. I, I don't think they have any shot whatsoever. Without Kevin Durant, I think it makes it a more interesting series, and you do have that storyline that's attached to it. It's fair. I mean, I'll tell you this much. I actually like watching Golden State without Kevin Durant. It just—it feels like there's more ball movement. It's not as much isolation basketball when Kevin Durant's there. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I, it's hard for me to say that, though, too, because I, I do love seeing the best in the game play. It would be fun to see Kevin Durant being guarded by Kawhi Leonard and how those two are going to square off versus one another. Um, so we're not treated with that, at least not as it seems right now in game one or game two. But at some point, I just... The narrative can follow him wherever it wants. I, I don't know that it's ultimately going to matter, though. Like, like what, what are we holding? Like, that narrative, whether it was following LeBron or not, like, what standard are we holding them up to? Michael Jordan? These guys aren't going to be able to get close to that. And, and so I, I guess a year from now, two years from now, especially as fast as news cycles go, I don't know why we think, like, this is going to be the narrative. I just said, you know, a couple minutes ago, the narrative about Kevin Durant going to the Warriors in the first place, everyone had an issue with because they were going to be too good. And now they're saying they're better without them. And that's that changed in the past couple of years. So I just I think the narrative could could stick maybe for now. It's not going to in the future in a year or two. You know, maybe if they're looking back on the legacy of Kevin Durant and he ever gets close to Michael Jordan, but uh, that's for another time and place. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not into the whole list of greatest all times and all that. Anyway, it's too hard to compare different eras. He's in. He's in a real sort of a tough spot this year, just based on if look if the Warriors win a couple of games without him and he comes back and then they go on to win the NBA Finals. This is going to be looked at as the team that did it the bulk of it without Kevin Durant. And then if he doesn't come back and the Warriors still win the NBA Finals, they're going to be looked at as, well, yeah, they did it without Kevin Durant. They didn't need him to begin with. And God forbid he does come back and they lose the NBA Finals, he's going to get the blame for it. This guy can't go anywhere. Like, he is well, and then, then there's obviously the other scenario. He, <laughs> he, 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 you know, he, he, you know, if they weren't able to make it or they weren't able to win it because he wasn't there, then he doesn't get a chance, a piece of any title. You know, so it's oh, like man. he literally can't. No matter how you dice it up, he cannot win. He cannot win in this scenario, and it's, it's unfortunate that we've scrutinized his career, the decisions he's made to that point. I feel bad for the guy, I, I really do. What, I, I feel like he's playing playing some of his best basketball. Of course, I mean, it, it's like he's at a prime point in his career, and all we can do is instead of appreciate, is nitpick and try to knock him down a peg of, of what he isn't. And that's that's one of the toughest things I think right now. Even even in the conversation about LeBron and his legacy and his career, is we were always trying to compare him to Jordan. 
We were always trying to compare him to the greatest of all time. And I think it's a compliment in itself. But at the same time, it makes it hard then for you to appreciate these guys in their prime or while they're still playing. And, and you know, again, I think Durant's still in that prime and he will be for a period of time. Uh, but it, it, no matter what happens, he loses this postseason. And that's unfair. Um, if they were to win a title this year, do you think he ever wears this championship ring out in public? I because uh, can I be honest? I wouldn't. No, no. As a, as a as a player, I would not. I, I, I would not. I just it, it wouldn't feel genuine. It wouldn't feel like I was really a part of it, even though you were a part of the team building to that point. Uh, now I, I would never tell anyone that publicly, but the truth is, I feel like a lot of players wouldn't feel great about doing that. In fact, I knew a player who you know remember that Ohio, Ohio State. Uh, scandal that went on where they're trading stuff for tattoos and all that. Um, yeah, one of the Jim players Trestle. had, had <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the players had given away one of their rings, <laughs> and I can't remember if it was a national championship ring or like a Big Ten title ring. Um, but I remember hearing a story about the player saying, "Well, I didn't really play." So it didn't really have much significance <laughs> to me. So I'd rather get a tattoo that does right. instead of carry around this ring where I didn't play and I got it just because I was on the team. So I think there's a there's a lot of players who would fall into that category, um, but most probably wouldn't trade it for a tattoo and then most most likely wouldn't say that publicly. Yeah, I am overly sensitive to having to earn it. I have to earn it. If I don't earn it, I don't want it. And I can remember playing high school football and I was terrible and I never played that they would give food after the game. Like there'd be burgers or hot dogs after the game for the team if it was a road trip they'd make sandwiches i would never eat because i just thought well i didn't play so i i, I don't want the, the cheeseburger that's been sitting over next to uh the little kid's vomit because his parents gave him too much candy because they were bored at a football game i don't want it i didn't earn it i don't want it and i think kevin durant probably looks at it similarly to where he just kind of says I, I can't claim this. This isn't mine. The last two were. He has every right to claim. He was the best player in both those NBA finals. So I, it's why I say it. I just, at some point, I wonder if it's even worth coming back. And we can touch on that later on. But is it even worth coming back this year? What is it going to do for him? I mean, you're going to risk injury. You're going to run the risks that, that, you, that you end up getting hurt. You're, you're in a contract year. You're clearly not going to be 100%. At some point, he's got to have that conversation, I think. No, I think it's a valid conversation, but I also think you have to ask yourself, you know, initially, didn't we think he was going to come back sooner? I mean, do you have a theory? I mean, do you have any sort of oh, yeah. theory Look. On, on why you feel like he's not able to come back for game one or game two of the finals? And now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you make the call here. All right? This is yeah. what this is what yeah. a good human being I am. I'm going to let you make the call, Brady <laughs> Quinn. I can, I can either drop that conspiracy theory on your lap right now, or I can set that conspiracy theory right on your lap after we hear from Eddie Garcia. Which way do you want it? How you want it, dog? Come on. Which way do uh, you want it? I, I, I would love the, uh, the lap dance option which, oh. whichever one you just put out there the lap dance option sounds better all right so you pressed me up against the wall you wanted me to, to drop the hammer on this conspiracy theory i have on kevin durant here's my conspiracy theory brady quinn are you ready for it yeah let's hear no, it seriously i want to are you ready okay uh i i, I think i'm ready right. yeah i think kevin durant re-aggravated the injury when he was posing for those instagram pictures that he sent out after they beat the rockets at one game 
because he, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't laugh me off the stage yet. There's more here, okay? There, there, I've got more material than this. Please don't laugh me off the stage yet. All right, I think that something happened because Kevin Durant alluded to it. And look, we'd love to play the audio, but um, here's the thing about playing audio uh, during shoot around at an NBA game. You can't hear anything, all right? So if people are driving around, all you hear is a ball bouncing in the background, which gets me excited, but that's a whole conversation for another day. So Kevin Durant alluded to it on Friday when he said, you know, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I kind of I pushed it a little too hard or, uh, you know, kind of kind of learned my lesson, you know, celebrating. Maybe I can't maybe I can't do that because I find it a little bit coincidental that the Warriors went from. He's, uh, you know, we're really relieved. Uh, it's just a mild calf strain. He, uh, we fear the worst, but it's not even close. To all of a sudden, after they beat the Rockets, yeah, it's a little more serious than we for, than we initially thought. I think he reaggravated it, celebrating that Rockets win and the pictures that were posted. How's that? Uh, look, it wouldn't be the first time someone injured themselves for the gram, okay? Uh, and, and it wouldn't be the first time that we've seen players injure themselves while, uh, while getting ready to celebrate or celebrating, right? Uh, it's hard to su- subscribe to that theory, though, only because when the initial injury happened, I think it was as serious or it looked about as bad as we all thought. And I think knowing what's coming this offseason for them, for him in particular, he probably wanted to be more hesitant to come back and rush it and have something else because uh, much like we just talked about a minute ago, they're more than likely going to win the series whether he's playing or not. And so if that's the case, this is more about his future. And when you start talking about the future of, of an NBA basketball player, where, and we don't know what that injury exactly is, but I would be very, very cautious moving forward with any sort of ankle, lower extremity injury like that. So as much as I want to co-sign on this, I just I, I can't see that being the Come case. I, I think there was a little bit of a, a damage and cover up um, right after the injury where they wanted to make it seem like it wasn't as bad as it looked, especially when you saw a player have that sort of reaction where he looks back like someone, someone shot him. And in, in this case... I think he he reacted in a legitimate way where something was seriously wrong. Usually we attribute that to a torn Achilles. They haven't said that, but um, if that is the case, obviously it's incredibly unfortunate, even though, I hey, look, maybe he still comes back this series. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think there's too much weighing on the future of his NBA career to make a difference right now. Now, if it comes out after the fact that that my conspiracy theory was correct and Kevin Durant re-aggravated the injury celebrating the Warriors win, um, what sort of apology are you going to give me on the air? That's that's really what I want to know. Okay, right. so so here's here's what I'm going to do. All right, all right. I'm going to ask Clay Travis. Okay, if if you and I can host a show again together uh-huh. during this time slot, all right. And and, and I'm going to ask him, and I'm, I'm going to say, okay, on May 32nd in the fourth hour, <laughs> okay, can I publicly apologize to yeah. Jonas Knox if indeed the truth comes out by that point in time? We can we can pick a later date. Okay, yeah. it could be July 33rd or whenever you want. But in the fourth hour of the show, I will make my public apology then. You're a giant pain in the ass. Let me tell you something. Everybody driving into work right now that's miserable coming back from a long weekend, having to go back into the office or wherever you call work. All right. You want to know what miserable is? Finding out I got to work another day with Brady Quinn and I just had him on Sunday. This guy's not a pain in the ass. He's the pain in my ass. Every week I get this kind of abuse. That can be interpreted the wrong way. I'm I'm just just going out there. It could. It could really be interpreted the wrong way. And let me tell you something. Uh, As this show continues on, we're already starting 
hoping to teeter back into old form, and uh, and something tells me that uh, that joke will be revisited, and it'll have a different ending at the end uh, of the show. I think. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll have it, a different yeah. ending, hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Bob Kraft. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're going to talk about fun stuff, like another conspiracy theory, Brady Quinn. I had my conspiracy. I think Kevin Durant re-aggravated the injury celebrating in those Instagram posts when he jumped up and down, uh, uh, allegedly, after the Warriors took care of the Rockets. I think he re-injured the calf there, and that's why he's still out. Okay, so, so that was my conspiracy theory. You laughed me off stage with that one. But you, sir, have a conspiracy theory regarding his teammate clay thompson and when we do conspiracy theories we strike up the band that's right so let's go so look everyone is making a big deal about clay thompson um not being on an all nba team and uh, obviously it impacts his wallet more than anything else i think that's probably the most frustrating thing for me watching the fact that based on how the media votes it could ultimately directly affect his level of play, or, or excuse me, pay. And so there was a narrative, you know, when Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors, that people were starting to get fatigued and tired of these super teams, right? They're, they're tired of all these stars joining forces and, and being able to have the ability to do that and, and kind of getting around it by paying the luxury tax, maybe some guys taking some more team-friendly deals. But either way... You know, it doesn't seem like the NBA wants to break up these teams or not allow them to to form and then have a run like we've seen from the Golden State Warriors going to five straight NBA finals. And so I think the media may have taken it into their own hands. How do you go about doing that? You hit a player where it hurts the most. Not the groin. Uh, that's just just a little bit on the other side. The wallet. All right. You hit him right where it hurts in the wallet. And if you can find a way of manipulating or, or keeping him from being able to earn a huge contract because he's not on an all-NBA team, you're basically sending the message that if Clay Thompson wants to be viewed as a top player or the top player at his position in the NBA, he's going to have to go somewhere else besides Golden State. Because he gets outshined by guys like Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. And so they're basically putting their foot down. They're voting and they're just saying, we're just not going to put him on there. We know it infects him from a financial standpoint. Go somewhere else. Be a star there. And maybe it'll change our, change our minds. I love it. And listen, it, it's exactly why media shouldn't be allowed to vote for certain things. Um, you see them play favorites. You see them hold grudges. We've seen it before. Baseball Hall of Fame is a perfect example. Guys that refuse to vote somebody in their first try because so-and-so wasn't a unanimous. So why should they be? What? Like, like that, that sort of logic doesn't make any sense, but media and people in the media have agendas. It's always bothered me. And the fact that an agenda could cost a guy 30 to $80 million, whatever the case may be in the NBA, just based on not making an all NBA team, I think is crap. And I think players should now be allowed to vote uh, for what media members get bonus wise. That's what I think. Isn't it funny when you turn something around like that and then people go, Oh, well, well that's not fair. We go like, Oh wait, it, so it, it's fair one way, but not the other. 
It, it never makes any sense to me uh, when all of a sudden you turn around the argument and you're like, no, 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 no. That's what fairness is. That means it works both ways. It's fair for both parties. And I, I know no one's going to cry about Clay Thompson not getting an additional 80 million, I think is what would the super max would have been or 30 million um, to the other tier. But, you know, again, it's still a ton of money. And if you were in his shoes, you'd probably be frustrated by it, too. So no one's crying for him. But still, uh, I think he's a he's a he's a solid player. Maybe he'll have to go somewhere else ultimately to prove it, um, which is sad. But at the same time, he's going to have a lot of rings when it's all said and done. Yeah, good for him, man. And plus, I like him and Kawhi Leonard. I'm such big fans of because they're just a breath of fresh air. They don't care about any of the any of the other crap that comes along with being a player. There's no drama, no nothing. They just go through life easy breezy, make Take their money, leave, go hang out, and uh, and and Clay uh, Clay does well for himself off the court, from what I hear. From what I hear. Just, from what you hear. Yeah, just from what I hear. The rumor maybe yeah, out there. That's all. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. So everybody's making a big to do about Nick Nurse getting his shoulders rubbed by Drake and what do you do and uh, uh, Drake's there and we're tired of Drake the fanboy Brady Quinn had a a fanboy a celebrity fanboy experience himself while in Las Vegas and that celebrity let's go let's quickly go around the room quickly to see if anybody can guess the celebrity that really was happy to see Brady Quinn while in Las Vegas all right Roberto our technical producer will start with you take a guess Vegas who do you think it was no idea all right, good guess there, Roberto. Uh, thank you just, for Roberto, part. throw up anyone. Uh, it could be anyone. Thank, thank you for taking uh, part. Eddie Garcia, take a guess. It's Carrot Top. Okay, that's wow. uh, that's a very bizarre guess. Uh, uh, Danny G, go ahead and uh, take the guess. Definitely Beyonce. Okay. That's <laughs> uh, we do have a winner. Celine Dion. We do have a winner. Okay, there he is, Roberto. He finally, I thought you were going to go Blue Man Group. Uh, we, 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 do have, we do have a winner. Eddie Garcia was Carrot Top. Carrot yeah. Top yeah. was ecstatic to see Brady Quinn in Vegas. Is he still all roided up? Oh, yeah. He's jacked uh, to the gills. I, this, was, this was, okay, you have to understand, this was like before Uber existed, okay? <laughs> so I, I had been out there, had a, had a great weekend of fun, um, probably was out all night. And and at one point, I don't know if I had lost something, I needed something, but I needed to like go to like the mall and like get some like basic clothes and stuff. And so I don't know if I was so hungover or the cab driver was bad, but my buddy and I pop out of the cab. And we just start walking because we couldn't be in there any longer. Next thing I know, pulls up a lime green Hummer, and this dude's yelling at me. He pulls off his beanie, and he's like, it's me. It's Carrot Top. And I was like so hungover. I looked at him. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. And I just kind of kept walking into the mall. <laughs> That's great. A couple of, couple of juice heads hanging out in Vegas. I love it. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. John Gruden is uh, still talking um, because he really likes to talk. Oh, is he talking about Derek Carr? Uh, no, well, he's talking about uh, uh, Kyler Murray. You know, the guy that's not his quarterback. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And and yeah. how much they liked Kyler Murray. Now, it didn't mean they were going to trade up uh, to try and take Kyler Murray. This was in a conversation he had with Peter King of NBC um, talking about, you know, the draft and the approach to the draft, just looking at quarterbacks, so on and so forth. So still talking about Kyler Murray, uh, still giving him a ton of praise. Uh, he likes to compliment quarterbacks. I think he likes to compliment every single quarterback in the history uh, of the NFL. That's what John Gruden does. 
what what just in in your knowledge of John Gruden, you know him, you've had conversations with him, uh, you know Derek Carr, you know his game. Um, for people that don't know, Brady Quinn is one of the best. All joking aside, one of the best in the business when it comes to breaking down the position of quarterback and sort of the details and the behind the scenes stuff that maybe people don't realize when this comes into play. What do you think John Gruden actually thinks of Derek Carr? I, look, I think he thinks he's obviously good enough to be their, their franchise quarterback. Um, otherwise, they would have figured out a way of working out a trade, and he could have went in a different direction, uh, either when he initially took the job or this past offseason. So, uh, look, I think he wanted to give him a year to be able to you know get into his system and, and really, I think John Gruden himself wanted to kind of take a year to be able to look at this Raiders team and say, you know, what is the dysfunctional issues, right? What, what do we need to do in order to be the team that, you know, I think we can be when I was here previously or, you know, to you know, taking to a team to a Super Bowl level uh, like I did with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And so I think he needed that year to observe not only Derek Carr, but also the roster and the team to get an idea of that. This is the year, though, now where I, I think he now is going to figure out how he ultimately feels about Derek Carr. I think he liked him on the way in. I think after a year of working with him, he's probably got an idea of what he can do good and what he struggles with. And I think moving forward, he's going to put in game plans now that are really going to be you know tailored to Derek Carr's strengths. And if he doesn't have that big next year this year with the Raiders – I think they're going to be they're going to be moving on, and, and I think they they can they can do so financially if they just want to outright release him. There's not that big of a dead cap hit. If that was the case this year, they're on the hook for 27.5 million, which they're obviously not going to do anyway this late into the year. But uh, after this year, that that number lessens, and look, you still got a guy who's got NFL seasoning and experience. Other teams might view as a franchise quarterback, and is under contract, so you could trade him away and still get some decent compensation in exchange for him if they want to go that route. So either way, I think this is a huge year for John Gruden in determining ultimately how he feels about Derek Carr and 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 really how the season goes between those two. I think there are some times where, look, there was some harsh criticism, you know, maybe from John Gruden, which he's been known to do. Yeah. And, and maybe they butted heads a little bit. This year's the year, though, if things don't go well, I can see it being a very frustrating long year for both parties. And and also uh, there's no more excuses. I mean, they went out and they got him Antonio Brown. They've they've added pieces around him. Um Tyrell he's, Williams, he's, yeah. he's being paid like a like a franchise. They upgraded the offensive line. He's being paid like a top tier quarterback. Where do you have him and and we don't have to do the the list or the rankings, but ballpark, where do you have him as an NFL quarterback amongst thirty two starters? Look, I think he's a franchise quarterback. You know, is he in the top ten? Um and I don't think he's done that consistently enough to consider him that is is he in the top half league top 20 yeah uh, he's definitely in that realm Uh, but but look who knows right because like I said before much like John Gruden trying to figure out what were the deficiencies of this team last year in his first year coaching yeah I think a lot of what he saw in the past was when when this team was operating on all cylinders offensively good offensive line good protection good running game or, or decent enough running game Derek Carr put up some good numbers, and they were able to be successful. And when all those things started to fall apart, he struggled. And that's probably the reality for most quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, not everyone's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or or Drew Brees. You know, they need some help. They need some things out around them. And to your point, he's got that now. And and so that's where he's got to become that top 10 quarterback this year, I think, 
in order for John Gruden to feel confident or comfortable with him moving forward. Now, that being said, that wasn't the MO of, of Rich Gannon, who ended up winning the league MVP mm-hmm. when he brought him to Oakland. He made him into that MVP, or, or at least he was a big part of that, right? And then he won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. So when you think about it in the past, maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to get the most you know optimal play out of his quarterback in order to be able to make or, or, or win a Super Bowl, only because that's it's kind of in his past. But I, I think when John Gruden stepped away and he got back into the NFL, he's realized that this league has changed. And now more than ever, it's an offensive league. It's all about the quarterback. You gotta be able to put up points, you gotta be able to put up production. And you can't merely win by by having a generational defense of sorts because I think we both know this this Raiders defense is still a long way away from being that. Did they pay him too soon? Did Reggie McKenzie give him a contract too no, soon? No, because actually now if you look at his numbers, it's not you know that astronomical of a number as far as what he's making his average annual salary per year, what he's owed as compared to like for example, would I take Derek Carr or Dak Prescott? I'd probably I'd probably edge maybe take Derek Carr. I mean, I just think his best from what I've seen as far as playing from the pocket and as a passer has been better than, than Dak Prescott. And, and so now overall, like we'll see if maybe that narrative changes for Dak this year, but you know, Dak's probably going to get a contract. that's going to pay him like thirty million a year, yeah. and Carr's getting like twenty two point five this year. Yeah, that that is an interesting one. Who, who would you take, uh, uh, Derek Carr or Dak Prescott? That that's because I think it's closer than people realize. Because we all assume. Oh, it's that, incredibly close. We, we all assume that Derek Carr um, was was sort of heading, and it was just going to continue to to grow, and it was going to be linear. He was just going to continue to get better and better and better. And I do think that he's. It's kind of the past. Last year was maybe a bit disappointing the year before i i think that we i assumed that he would be further along than he is and now he's got a coaching change and he's got to learn a new offense so to your point i think it's a massive year for Derek carr because just because they didn't take a quarterback this year doesn't mean they weren't looking at quarterbacks he acknowledges much and mike mayock said it at the time we're gonna look look we love Derek carr but it, but if something comes along and we feel like it can make our our organization better we're gonna we're gonna look into that and which is the right thing for any general manager yes. or head coach to say yep. right if you can make your team better you're, you're going to risk all costs to, to try to upgrade at that position in particular the quarterback position I, I look I, I just think the whole most interesting part of all this is for whatever reason John Gruden's still talking about another quarterback besides his quarterback <laughs> it, it just it doesn't make any sense like I think he's well aware that it's going to create buzz or people are going to pick it up and write about it and that's fine but I don't understand the need for it. I, I think he also is aware that it, it's maybe and maybe it's it's more motivation for Derek Carr, right? It's almost like bulletin board material from yeah. your own coach to motivate you to to be the quarterback he's hoping you'll be. I, I'm, I'm not sure how to put it, but I just don't know why he's still talking about another quarterback and it's not Derek Carr. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are 100 days away, Brady Quinn, 100 days away until the start of the NFL season. Round of applause. The NFL yeah. just 100 days away, baby, 100 days away, which means Ezekiel Elliott will be arrested uh, four times in that 100-day span. Is that oh. what's going to happen? Four run-ins for Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's good for one investigation every offseason, yeah. it seems like. Right? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, so, so the latest is uh, Charles Robinson of Yahoo expects that – 
the NFL is going to investigate the incident involving Ezekiel Elliott at the rave uh, where everybody gets together and drops ecstasy and throws up glow sticks and then uh, and then paints with each other's vomit on the ground. Uh, that's what I guess that's what you do at raves. I'm not really a well, rave guy. Well, you miss guy. one step to eat the glow sticks at some point. Yeah, so, that, yeah. yeah that, that is. Uh, yeah, the, the eating of the glow sticks always fun. Um, you know, I, I heard uh, at raves uh, from time to time, like every 15 minutes, uh, they draw straws and whoever has the short straw, uh, they have to go uh, eat dinner out of one of the porta potties. It's a bit very bizarre <laughs> behavior. What happens at raves? Uh, just, uh, just disgusting. It's, it's a chili cook-off with ecstasy, is what it is, and bad music. That, that's really what a rave is. Ezekiel Elliott was at this uh, rave and uh, was hammered out of his mind. I don't need to see uh, 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 him take one of those uh, roadside tests. Don't blow into a breathalyzer. A breathalyzer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know exactly what a hammered person looks like because I've, I've been that hammered person many times. And Ezekiel Elliott was hammered, made contact with a security guard who threw himself over a guardrail like he was at WrestleMania 16. It was really amazing. It was really fun to watch. He got handcuffed. Um, he had it was having an argument, it, it appeared, with his the woman that he was there with trying to stand in front of her so she couldn't walk because he was trying to have a conversation with her. A bad look for Ezekiel Elliott, especially a guy who, to your point earlier, is trying to get a big money contract from the Dallas Cowboys, and yet every single offseason we've got another issue with Zeke. That would be the contention, or that would be the point that I'd bring up to Zeke Elliott and his agent is, at what point do you mature and grow out of, of making these sorts of poor decisions, especially in, in public? And you're a repeat offender. So you have to understand it from the NFL standpoint. Of course, when there's video evidence and he's a repeat offender, they're going to have to investigate. And, you know, people may look at the video and say, well, there really wasn't much harm done or it doesn't look as bad as some of the other things we've seen. But again, he's already been disciplined in the past. And so that's where you wouldn't necessarily be surprised if they didn't step in and do something only because he's dealt with these issues before. But much like I said before, we've all got someone like this in our lives. We do. We all have someone like this. I don't care if it's a family member or a friend, someone who can't control themselves, can't contain themselves. And, you know, you just, you know, like if you're going to one of these concerts and festivals, that's typically the person that you don't invite yeah. because you're like, I don't, I don't have to deal with the drama. I don't want something to happen. And at some point, the people around Ezekiel Elliott or maybe just Zeke needs to understand he just, he just can't do this. Like he just can't put himself in that position anymore because it seems like every off season we're listening to something like this happen. There's the NFL, there's an NFL investigation and you brought up the point of the contract. This to me only delays it for another year yeah. because if you look at the priorities between Dak, between Amari Cooper and getting Zeke Elliott done, I mean, look, he's got two years left on his deal. They can push this off for another year, and now I think it gives them good reason to. And and look, you've brought this up before doing the show together, Brady Quinn, to where when you go into contract negotiations, and you've been through many of them in the NFL, they're looking for any reason to squeeze you on anything. And if they've got multiple times you've been on video bombed out of your mind with altercations involving security guards or grabbing a woman's breast like you did in, in a video, if they've got that, you, t- you tell me the Dallas Cowboys aren't bringing that up in negotiations with, with Zeke. No, they're bringing it up. They're maybe even talking about, and one of the reasons why these negotiations go even longer is, you know, for this sort of conduct, they'll even have clauses where it'll it'll negate or take away some of his guaranteed money, 
where if he gets in trouble like this and gets suspended. Because you know, now instead of just talking about you know the length of the deal, the terms, Leonard you know, guaranteed at signing and all that. The Leonard Fournette situation. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, and so they start to put in this other language now that would prohibit him from that. And, and that's, that's the unfortunate part is Zeke's got to understand he's in a position where he just can't afford to make these sorts of mistakes He's still on his rookie deal. He hasn't gotten that huge money yet. And so he's only hurting himself when he puts himself in these positions. Um, I, I, look, there he could very well be, and I don't know Ezekiel Elliott. I've never met him. I, I have no idea if he's a good guy, bad guy. I've, I've never heard really bad things about him. I, I think he's a partier, and, and that's fine. He just may be a bad drunk. And and I think you can have both of those. You can be a good person, but be a bad drunk. You just maybe it just doesn't go well for you in public settings, like you said. Everybody's got somebody in their life. I mean, I know I have somebody in their life. I would never air him out on national radio, Marcus. But I, I just think that uh, <laughs> that somebody's got somebody in in their life who's just a bad drunk. They get after it a little bit, and and you just know when they're around, when they've got that stuff in their system. You got to be careful. Do you ever think, though, as an athlete? Um, that you're kind of fortunate to not have been playing in this era of social media where everybody's got a camera. Well, I was, I was, I kind of was born into that though. So at the end of my college career, the the camera phone came about. Like, do you remember the Razor phones? Oh yeah, yeah. So so that was really towards the end of college, <laughs> and like going into your senior year, that was when when I realized I was like, oh crap, we've got this thing called the Facebook. And I, I never really understood why anyone wanted to be a part of that. We had cameras on phones now. And, and so you realize that if someone wanted to sneak a shot, it was more than likely going to happen. And, and you couldn't really guard against it. Yeah. And so at that point, you really did start to realize that, man, you, you couldn't live the way you used to before where you could go out and have fun and not worry about it. And I was never concerned about that because I conducted myself in a certain way. It was more because of just the image. You know, you can take a photo at different points in time and it can look a lot of different ways, uh-huh. you know, and, and especially if you're someone who's, you know, drinking and all that. People immediately assume if you're in a bar, you got a drink in your hand, you're drunk or yeah. you're partying. And that's not always the case. There's a lot of people. There's a few people out there who probably go in just to have a drink and they're fine. Yeah, I'm not one of them. If you see, yeah, if, if you see a drink in front of me, I'm hammered, <laughs> I'm, and I'll be upfront with you right now. But so you get my point. Is is that's unfortunately the era that a lot of these players are are playing in, and no one's going to feel bad for them, right? Because these guys are making millions of dollars. Yeah. Okay, but the reality is, think of it was you. Think of it was you and you couldn't go out and conduct yourself in a certain way. And every little thing you did was going to be scrutinized. I'm sure you wouldn't appreciate it either. Yeah, it's and and I also think, man, and, and I'll be just upfront and, and honest about it because I have been honest about it. I mean, there's I, I can remember one time in Vegas being at Excalibur at the Excalibur uh, Hotel. And what? Uh, yeah, at the Why? Excalibur. Why? Because I don't have NFL money. That's why. What, what do you mean? I was oh, I was a, that, uh, I was a busboy at TGI Fridays. It was either Excalibur or Whiskey Pete's <laughs> at State Line. What do you want from me? Stop busting my balls. Like that's, that's the best I could do, man. They had specials, and I remember though. I think you wanted to go there to see you have a story out of it. <laughs> no, I did not want this story, but I'm telling it on national radio. I remember going to the Excalibur after a whole night out, and next thing you know, I'm being woken up. 
by the cleaning lady who's vacuuming right next to me. I had passed out at a slot machine. It's 6.30 in the morning. I've got four Bud Lights in front of me and the voucher sticking out of the machine. And it's got like $4 that I want on the voucher. Here's the worst part. My buddy tells me the next day, man, I'm walking through the casino. I see you passed out there. I'm like, oh my God, what is he doing? And I said... What am I? What are you doing? You just left me there. Like you never thought, like, hey, let me let me carry my corpse of a friend up to the hotel, uh, to the room that we paid for, so he doesn't have to sleep at the slot machine. If that was on camera back then, that's a bad look. But that actually right. happened. I didn't have to deal with it back then. So I do, I do sort of feel a little bit sorry for for some of today's athletes or even celebrities for that matter. That are just trying to go out, do normal things. They have have a bad night, like everybody's had a bad night drinking. It's caught on camera, and we see it on the outside and go, ooh, they're doing this, when we really don't know the backstory and what went into the night, and we're really not thinking about it honestly with how we were at that same age. I think that's sometimes why you see, like Jerry Jones, for example, he, he usually takes these things a little bit more lightly because, one, he, he remembers an age where he didn't have to worry about all that. Uh, times are different, and I think it's, it's it's maybe hard for him to relate sometimes in all this um, and really just older generations in general. Yeah, I think they look at it a lot of times and think, gosh, could you imagine what would have happened when, when we were young or, you know, how people oh, used to settle arguments back. Then? I, I, we were at the Bottle Rock Festival. One of my uncle's buddies was there and he was talking. Now, granted, he's close to 50 now. But but even then, like he was kind of saying how, look, back then we were best friends. He's like me and your uncle used to get in fist fights all the time. Then we'd be fine five minutes later. He's like, that's just that's how we operate. It's how we settled things. And, that, and that's the crazy part now is the second you see any athlete like that get in a fight especially even if it was with their buddy we immediately think they're going to be going to jail they should be suspended they should be fined and you're like oh wait these are two guys just horsing around who are friends with one another there was no ill intent there but again a picture speaks a thousand words and that's unfortunate you know it's it's unfortunate for players now that's the burden that they have to live under be sure to catch live editions of outkick the coverage with clay travis weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific oh, 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 O'Reilly. you need parts o'reilly auto parts has parts need them fast we've got fast no matter what you need we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly auto parts at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.